0: On our team meeting the night before the game, he, he kind of gets after Bosa a little bit, trying to get him going the night before. Um, I think
1: today he took—he might have took a little shot at our defense, saying that the Cowboys' defense might be playing better than us or something. So of course, I took that to heart. But you know, he's always just trying to find ways to kind of bring bring the best
2: out of us. Do you sit there and take it, or do you bring the passion back right to it? No,
1: as a player, you got to sit there and take it. You know, and then you you give it back to him by going out there and prove him wrong, obviously. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network.
2: Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe o, Joe G, and Hawksworth with you on a Thursday, presented, as always, by BetMGM. The voice there, Fred Warner, talking about Kyle Shanahan, Niners, Cowboys, Sunday afternoon. Let's talk about that and some college hoops here with Brad Evans of Belly Sports and Stadium. He's joining us in the ByThePhoenix.com guest line. The Phoenix, a revolutionary technology helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit ByThePhoenix.com to learn more. Brad, excited to have you on. Let's start with the NFL. We'll get to some college hoops here. You're going to be out a game tonight. You're excited about some college hoops. We're excited to get your thoughts on the season. But, so we have four games this weekend, best football weekend of the year. And it's the favorites or the dogs, whatever you want to say. It's in descending order, right? Like the biggest spread is the Chiefs then to the Eagles and yep. to the Bills then to the Niners. If you had to pick one dog this weekend that you like the most to take that side of the game, which dog would you like the best?
0: Uh, honestly, it's Cincinnati uh, plus the five. It's just an odd number, in my estimation. I got this uh, fearlessly forecasted gentleman uh, and lady at uh, minus three for Buffalo in this game. I think it's got uh, three points written all over it. Obviously, it's going to be a replay of uh, the near tragedy that happened, um, you know, in week. Uh, 17, and, and thankfully we're going to get a rematch of this game on a neutral uh, uh, environment. But, you know, look at Buffalo. They have had uh, their weaknesses in the trenches at times this season, and uh, Joe Mixon uh, really could play a critical factor in this game as a duelist, a guy that can beat you on the ground and a guy that can beat you through the air, uh, given his uh, frequency of catches and dump down, uh, you know, dump balls from Joe Burrow. But, uh, you know, I know there's concerns about the offensive line, uh, and those are, you know, front and center for the Cincinnati Bengals, but they just have so much firepower offensively and defensively. They're not slouches by any stretch of the imagination. So if I'm back at one dog and feeding at a milk bone, it's got to be the Bengals plus five.
1: Well, if the Bengals are covering, they're scoring. So uh, props wise, where are you focused? Are you also on Higgins? We've been talking about him a good amount this week.
0: Uh, I haven't fired a ticket yet, uh, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I could be convinced. Uh, twist my arm, Joe. I mean, sure, why the hell not? <laughs> I could easily be on to Higgins as a result. Um, uh, the one uh, player prop I do like is on the other side of the ledger in this game. I took a one-game parlay at BetMGM on Josh Allen, 255-plus pass yards, and let's correlate, synergize, and bring it all together. If I like him, who's he going to be throwing the pill to? Probably a whole lot of Stefan Diggs. Uh, and I got him at 65-plus yards as a result. Uh, and that uh, right now at uh, plus 105, I believe, at BetMGM. I-, I know Cincinnati's been relatively stiff, but they've been stiffer uh, in the trenches than they have on the secondary and the backside defensively. 6.94 YPA. They have a but 268.0 yards per game they have surrendered in their last five contests. Uh, Allen, I think, is going to get over this number. He's done it eight times over the entirety of the season. He's number one in total air yards among all quarterbacks in the NFL. Then he got Dixie. I mean, we just know how nasty he is, how smooth his routes, how precise the cuts are. Uh, number 12 in yards after the catch and uh, top five in yards per route run in the regular season. Gonna getting a lot of Taylor Britton coverage who's given up a 105.1 passer rating and 14.5 yards per catch to his assignment. So, again, Allen, 255-plus parlayed with Stefan Diggs, 65-plus receiving yards, I think, is the best play in this game.
1: I love it. Brad is bringing it. We got we got props. We got underdogs. Let's look at uh, Jags at Chiefs. Um, we're seeing mm. some nine, some eight-and-a-halves. What interests you in this one?
0: Uh, I'm all about Kansas City. I'll lay the chalk. And uh, I am prone to take the over on the 53 as well, Aaron. uh, And the reason being is that the back door is always open, guys. And we know that Kansas City uh, is a sketchy defense, uh, particularly in the secondary. So, you know, Jacksonville – uh, may make a, a ton of mistakes and miscues early in this game, but I think they're going to get blown out, and they can try to sneak back in. Uh, maybe that back door is uh, slightly cracked on the spread, but I doubt it. Uh, but I think the over is going to hit on the 53 as a result. And the player props market uh, absolutely love Travis Etienne over on receiving yards. It's sitting at 17.5 right now at BetMGM at minus 115. No defense in the regular season. None gave up more receptions to the running back than Kansas City. Uh, They are allergic to defending the short field out of backs that squirt out of that backfield. Uh, And, uh, you know, I think uh, Etienne, even though he is going to be a primary focus, according to James Palmer at the NFL Network for the defensive game plan of KC, that's more of trying to contain him between the tackles. I think Peterson's going to get him outside the numbers in space. Uh, he's going to catch at least three balls, like he did in the first game in Week 10, in which he had 28 receiving yards. Uh, he should easily cruise with Jackson, likely to deal with a negative game script in this contest, to that over at 17 and a half receiving yards.
2: Brad, let's get to the Eagles-Giants. Uh, are you surprised the Giants love this week? Um, and, and it's just interesting. It feels like they're becoming a little bit of a darling here. Eagles off a of bye and kind of forgets about them. Hurts coming back. What do you make of the game here? Uh, do you give the Giants – a shot, or is this an Eagles game all the way? I do give
0: the Giants a shot uh, because of duality and can really match punch for punch what Jalen Hurts brings, and that is Daniel Jones. I mean, it's remarkable how, uh, you know, he has developed as a passer. Uh, he is a very adept and opportunistic runner, uh, doing a lot of damage with those, uh, you know, animated legs, uh, going in circles, um, and, you know, the other factor here that I really love, and this is a player prop I also love, too, is the emergence of Isaiah Hodgins, a guy that does a lot of the dirty work in the intermediate field for this Giants team on some crosses, on some slant routes. Uh, his uh, player prop right now sitting in the mid-40s at BetMGM. I think this is going to be another, like, 8 to 12 target kind of game for him, and I know you got to get a lot of Bradbury and Slay, and all their numbers are just gaudy in terms of, uh, you know, how little they have given up. Uh, both under eighty in terms of passer rating allowed on the year, uh, but it's all about volume. It cranks, it speaks, it screams. And for Hodgins, uh, if he gets eight to twelve targets in this game, he's easily gonna hit the over on that 44 and a half uh, receiving yards prop, which I like. And then sticking with the Giants, guys, uh, real quick, I'll throw Saquon Barkley receiving yards uh, out there as well at 24 and a half at Ben MGM. Way too low. Uh, He's hit this over in three of his last four, finally being fully utilized as a three-down running back. I know Philadelphia has had uh, their question marks uh, in the trenches defending the run, but I think Barkley, especially if the game goes south for the Giants, should be highly effective and active as a receiver. This uh, is probably going to be a similar output as what he had against Minnesota, a five-to-six catch range, maybe around 50 yards here through the air in the end.
1: Uh, In that matchup on the Eagles side, are you concerned about some of the uncertainty? When we saw Jalen Hurts last in week 18, when they they did get to buy a couple of weeks, we didn't see the design runs. It was not the Jalen Hurts that we saw be an MVP candidate all year. Lane Johnson beat up, uh, limited there. Uh, Any concern about the Eagles offense?
0: Not really. I mean, they had a week to prepare, and hopefully they've been able to, you know, eradicate all of those issues in practice, and they're going to come in, um, you know, firing all cylinders overall. Uh, you know, I still think this team is going to do a lot of damage, and I think Jalen Hurst going to do a lot of damage with a duality, with the arm and especially with the legs. Uh, his uh, player prop and rush yards are announcing that 50 and a half. Uh, it's juiced up a little bit in the marketplace, minus 120 right now at BetMGM, but uh, I think you're going to see that guy take advantage, um, whether on design runs or in the moment runs, in this game against the Giants defense uh, that's been overly forgiving in the trenches this season. So uh, I like him, and of course you got to take AJ Brown on something, right? Um, he's nearly impossible to contain inside the red zone on some of those outside the numbers deep passes from Hurts. So anytime touchdown for him, and if you want to, you know, get uh, even more seduced. By the Jews, guys. Uh, you could take that with the Philadelphia Eagles money line and get it at a deeper plus money. And uh, yeah, I like the the odds of that boosting the bankroll in the end.
2: Learn more at Marines.com
1: really quick. I, I have your Twitter up. Is your birthday March 31st?
0: Uh, yes. Uh, believe it or not, so is it my... is. I... Oh That's my crazy. God. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, this is why I, I liked you immediately. <laughs> and without even talking to you, I even heard your voice first time I've seen your lovely face, but knowing that spiritually we are connected with the same birthday. Uh, it, it's, it's there forever.
1: Maybe off the air, we'll discuss year. I don't know if I want to give my uh, straight-up age away on this show. Uh, Mine's in the
0: 1800s. I am a vampire.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm a dinosaur, so we're we're right there together. Um, Let's go to college basketball. UConn loses again, fifth loss in six games. What is going on with this team?
0: You know, I, honestly, I think they're lacking a killer instinct. Uh, I mean, they, they pissed that game away, lack of a better term, in the final moments. I'm not remotely bitter about that, guys. I might have had in a line Parlay last night, say with the Virginia Cavaliers, but I digress. Uh, this is a team that's still <laughs> incredibly talented. Uh, they've got the great guard play, and when they've been playing their best basketball, they really, really share the sugar extraordinarily well. They're crisp in their passing. Uh, they got Sanogo uh, and the other big man there in. Uh, The post that they can really take advantage of teams, uh, do the overall balance. But right now, they're just, you know, it sounds so cliche, but I think it really applies. They're lacking the toughness. And they might have won that game last night if Danny Hurley was on the sidelines yelling and screaming and barking at the referees like he always does, game in and game out. Uh, But he was out due to COVID. One of their top uh, assistants was also out due to COVID. That did play a factor, especially late in that game, as tight as it was. But on the other side of the ledger, massive quarter one win. Uh, for Shaheen Holloway and Seed Hall suddenly now in the at-large conversation with a team that is largely blend, uh, bland and mediocre this college basketball season.
2: Brad, what do you make of Marquette? Uh, we were on that game last night, Marquette Providence. It was close at seven and a half. They it, it, it won by eight. Their offense, I mean, I was watching some of that game last night. It's a different kind of Shaka smart team. We're used to that gritty defensive yeah. team that grinds it out. They're explosive offensively. They get up and down the court. They score a lot. Their defense isn't as you know, efficient as maybe they want it to be. What do you make of Marquette with Chaka Smart kind of putting his footprint in there?
0: Uh, truth be told, gentlemen, I had UConn plus seven and a half. So there's another bitter pill for me. Uh, I've uh, not yet to swallow in that game. So I was on the other side, Providence, I should say, uh, in that matchup. Uh, so congratulations to you and getting that, a uh, sweaty, very sweaty uh, victory and cover in the end. But you look at Marquette, the Golden Eagles, number two in all of college basketball, according to Ken Palm and adjusted offensive efficiency. Uh, you know they they spread you out, uh, they maximize the mismatches, they can make it rain from outside. They've got great uh, ball sharing abilities. I think the biggest question for this team when you get down to the brass tacks and how far they could re- you know ultimately go in the NCAA tournament is the fact of. And will they ratchet up the defense? Uh, I mean, they're number 90 right now in adjusted events of efficiency. And for me, yeah, I'm a numbers nerd. Uh, and I look at uh, a lot of these teams. I scout a, a ton of college basketball. watch watch you know hundreds, maybe thousands of hours. Uh, much of my wife's chagrin every single year uh, when the games are <laughs> on. And, and I wonder, you know, Marquette in, in a key moment, when they're out on their home floor, are they able to persevere and defend and body up? Uh, and I don't think they will because they, they just don't have that uh, within their, uh, their chops and within their personality. So great team. Could be a second weekend team. Beyond that, uh, the Sweet 16 berth, I don't think they're going to get there. But uh, still, I, I think uh, Shaka Smart's club has ultimately surprised the college basketball world this year.
1: You're going to be in the house in Champaign tonight. You're Illini. Tough start in conference play, but they figured things out. They're favored by six and a half against Indiana, so I'm sure you have a play there. And uh, throw out any other plays because uh, you mentioned off-air have, you have way too many wagers, College Hoops, tonight.
0: Yeah, I have way too many wagers, and I have a free and always accessible spreadsheet on Twitter, at Noisy Wave, as you can check those out. Uh, possibly I'm up over like 30 units in college basketball, but the cold front, oh, it's going to sweep in. And regression's going to hit at some point, hopefully not tonight. I do like Illinois, uh, minus the six and a half, and I know what you're saying. Oh, Brad, uh, nice bias right there. You're not speaking remotely objectively about this. Take it a step back, uh, ignoring the I emblazoned on my chest right now. Uh, I think Illinois is rounded at a corner uh, in every facet. And, and the reason why they've done that is not because the guard play uh, and the young backcourt that they have, but it's all about Dane Danger. Uh, the big man inside has been a tour de force, not only offensively, uh, but also defensively, this is a team that is number one in all of college basketball in two-point, or excuse me, uh, all the Big Ten in two-point percentage offense. And they are uh, leading the pack right now in, effective field a few-goal percentage defense. So it's all about balance. And, you know, that's a key here for this Illinois team. And even though they're still you know, lousy from distance, they're attacking downhill. Indiana, no Xavier Johnson. No race Thompson. They're undermanned. They've lost three of their last four. They're not defending well. They're not shooting the ball particularly well. As good as Jackson Davis is, I don't think the complimentary players are going to step up. Illinois should win, and I think Illinois wins by eight or more.
2: Great stuff, Brad. Listen, we always appreciate you hopping on there. Enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy Illinois. Hopefully on the right side of that one, Brad Evans, Valley Sports, and stadium he was on the BuyThePhoenix.com guest on the Phoenix A Revolutionary Technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit BuyThePhoenix.com to learn more here. we got a lot more to do on this show. 20 minutes from now, we'll get to some lightning bets, and we'll jump in to college hoops and the NBA card for tonight next. Coming up right here on the BQL Network.